We now begin the third parak of Maseches Bava Basra. This is known as Chezkas Habatim, this chapter. And this chapter three is talking about the principle of Chazaka. Now, Chazaka is a word that's kind of tricky to translate. In truth, in general, I like to translate Chazaka as status quo. But for our purposes right here, um, starting the first part of the, of the parak, I think the best translation to work with for Chazaka is going to be presumptive ownership, by which I mean... Uh, if you go into Bezdin and there are two people there and they're fighting over who owns a pen, so the rule is that hamotu machavero alavaraya. If you want to take the pen from your friend, so you need to bring proof that it's yours, which means that there's someone right now who is the presumptive owner, who's presumed to own the pen. Uh, the presumptive owner is called the muchzak, and presumptive ownership is called chazaka. Now. Who is the muhsak on the pen, who is presumed to own it? That's the person who's holding the pen now. Because he'll say, listen, this is my pen, and the proof is I'm holding it. And if it's your pen, what in the world is it doing in my hands? Okay? And then the person who's challenging and wants to get the pen out of his hands will have to say, oh, the reason that you have your my pen in your hands is because you stole it, and the proof is I have two witnesses that you took it, or something like that. So he'll have to bring proof, uh, Araya, that um, it's a stolen pen. But until he brings proof... The chazaka, the presumption of ownership, is that whoever is holding the pen is the rightful owner of the pen. Okay, and that's how Allah works in general. Um, but the rules are a little different when it comes to, or a lot different, when it comes to uh, real assets, real estate, unmovable property. So, you know, you have a farm, and there's no such thing as holding a farm. They're just being machzik, living on the farm and doing your farming thing on the farm. And if two people go to Bezin and they say, listen, it's my farm. No, it's my farm. So the Bezin can't say, well, who's currently holding the farm? There is, of course, someone who's a machzik, who's currently sitting in the farm, being the farmer. Um, but the other person, we'll call him for a moment the marakama, the previous owner. That's a good word to know. Marakama literally means the first owner, the previous owner. That means someone who we know for a fact at one point was the confirmed established owner of this farm. So uh, the Marakama can say, listen, it's my farm, you're just squatting in it. And the current machzik, the current tenant, the current farmer, can't respond and say, well, what do you, if it's your farm, what's it doing in my, under my feet? Because the answer is, yeah, your feet just walked on in and squatted in my farm. But just because you're holding it by physically taking possession, machzik, the farm, that doesn't make it yours, doesn't indicate it's yours, because you could just move on in and squat in my farm uh, when I'm not around. So the rule, therefore, is that the presumptive owner of a field, or any piece of real estate for that matter, is the original owner, unless, and if someone else, that's the marakama, and if someone else says, no, it's now mine, the machsik, who's currently there, he's expected to bring a proof. What the proof he's expected to bring? So it'll be the deed of purchase, the, the deed, the thing which shows, the piece of paper, the contract which shows that he bought this land. So that's what he's expected to present. And if he can't present it, then the Bezin will say, listen, are you joking? You're just squatting on that field. If it's really yours, where's the, where's the proof? Where's your, where's your bill of purchase, your deed? Because everyone has a deed. Now, therefore, the Bezin would say that the Muchzak, the presumptive owner, is the Marakama, the original owner, and not the Machzik, the current tenor, who we're looking at now as being a squatter. Now, that only can go on for so long, however. At some point... 
you know, we'll say to the machzik, the current tenant, we'll say, listen, where's your deed of purchase that you got it, shows that you purchased this farm from the marakam, the original owner. He'll say, what are you talking about? That was years ago. I've, I've lost it. Uh-huh. Can't, you can't expect me to keep this deed handy forever. And time passed. It got lost. I don't know where it is now. That doesn't make it not mine. So um, will that argument hold water? Well, Chazal say it will hold water, but only after enough time has passed. After enough time has passed, it's reasonable to say, well, I just lost it because it's been too long and I didn't keep it carefully. Can't expect me to keep it forever. And the topic of our Mishnah here, Mishnah Aleph, will be how much time has to pass. Okay? Because if enough time has passed, you know, and the current owner says, listen, I've lost my deed, and uh, he'll turn back and he'll say to the original Marakama, the previous owner, so listen, if this really is your field, where have you been all these years? How come you didn't come sooner? Okay? So that will be the the repartee, that's the give and take. If the in the early years the Marakama, the original owner, claims the field back, the piece of property back, the house back, then the current machzik, the current tenant, will have to prove that it's his by virtue of some sort of deed of purchase, a deed. But after enough time has passed, the pendulum swings the other way, and the current tenant will say, I don't know where my where my deed is anymore, I lost it, I'm sorry, but where you've been all these years, how come you didn't complain before? Obviously, you know full well that you sold it to me in the past. Okay? So, to establish a chazaka, presumptive ownership, on a piece of real estate, so there are really two factors that have to come into play. One is, you have to have been there long enough without the marakama having complained, raised a concern, objected to you being there, either directly to you or to the bezden or to even the third party, then the word would come around to you, oh, my ownership is contested. I better keep my deed safe to find it in court. Um, the second issue, however, is that the marakama has to have been aware that you're squatting there, the machzik is squatting there, to raise the issue. If if the machzik, the current tenant, says to the marakama, where have you been all these years? And the marakama says, yeah, I've been fighting a war in Afghanistan for six years. Of course, I had no idea you were squatting in my field. I've come back and I find you here. What do you want from me? So that would also be a reasonable um response in terms of the marakama because he, he couldn't object because he wasn't around to object. He didn't know that there was someone squatting there. So the second Mishnah of the parak will discuss the parameters of the knowledge and the possibility of, of objecting in terms of the marakama. But here our first uh, Mishnah here talks about how long can the machzik, the current tenant, live on this property um, before he can um, no longer be expected uh, to be saving the deed to prove that he purchased it. So the Mishnah says inside, Cheskas hab. Okay, now the so the first cases of the Mishnah, I should say, are talking about how long you have to be machzik, um, holding on to, being present, squatting, whatever it is, of a piece of property. And the properties; these are all types of property which are um, pro- providing value um, all year round. Okay, so for example, cheskas abatim to establish presumptive ownership over a home. People live in a home 365 days a year. There's rent paid every day. It's a benefit to be living there. Vahaboros, vahashichin, vahamaaros. A boar, a shiach, and a maara is a, like a cistern for storing water. The boar is round. The shiach is um, is long and skinny, like a ditch. The maara is like a cave. It's like square with a roof on top, but it's for just a cistern for storing water. Again, the point is people draw water um, from the cistern all year long. Vahashovachos, of dovecoats, where they raise pigeons and doves. Again, they're being used all year long for the fertilizer, for the for the animals, for the eggs, and so on. Vahamer bathhouses, 
public bathhouses that would like, be rented out or something, whatever the story is, or private use of that matter. The point is it's used all, all the time, every day. People take baths there. Vabes habadin, a press. This base habad really is an olive press. Um, it's a bit of a question, why would an olive press be used all year round? Because usually once you finish the olive harvest, which happens one time a year in the summer, then everyone presses their olives, they get their olive oil, and then it would sort of lay dormant the other half of the year. So part of the answer might be that people do, um, for economic reasons, you know, wait and hold their olives until they can press them later or cheaper, renting someone else's press or something, so it is a use a little more. And also, the presses would be used for other kinds of materials as well. Besides for olive oil, you also want to press, you know, walnut oil and sesame seed oil, etc. And those nut and seed oils, um, the nuts and seeds can stay on the shelf, you know, all year round, so they can be used throughout the year. So the point is the presses are rented out and used um, throughout the year, and that's the point of the base habad, meaning in contrast, you don't see mentioned here a wine press, because you're really treading on the wine the grapes and collecting the wine, that's like sort of a once-a-year type activity, okay? Obeis HaShlachen. Obeis HaShlachen is an irrigated field. That means a field that sort of has a, a water source to it, like a spring or its sprinkler system, so to speak, human sprinkler system, whatever it is. So because of that, and it can grow things all year round. In contrast, the base Habal, we'll see later, like a field which relies on rainwater. So obviously when there's not rain coming for half the year, so then it, it's going to dry up. Vaha'avadim. Avadim are slaves, of course. Now, Slaves aren't really land, aren't really a chattel. They're they're not land either. There's something in the middle. Okay, now in many contexts, for like exegetical reasons, like there's a heckish that connects slaves to land. It's not exactly what's happening here. It's true that the way in which one is kona, one acquires a slave, is like a field. Um, in contrast to say metalton, like a movable object. Like, but um, the issue here is that since slaves move on their own. The claim of, well, what's your stuff doing in my physical possession is not really legitimate when it comes to slaves because the answer could be, yeah, because my slave is hiding out in your basement. That's how I ended up in your possession. Um, so therefore, anything which moves on its own, which has the status, the technical term for that is called godro, so it means like flocks because it would apply also to like a flock of sheep um, as it would be to a human slave, etc. These things are on the move and therefore um, a possible explanation how the current machzik has it is because yeah, the the bees just flew to another to my house, and I'm keeping them. It doesn't my bees flew to your house, and now they're making a hive of in, in your property. It doesn't mean like it's yours just because they flew to you. And same with the slave, just because you have my slave physically doesn't mean it's not mine anymore. He ran to you. So therefore, a person when when you acquire slaves, that transaction does happen with a contract. Typically, there's a deed of sale, and therefore the person's expected to have a deed to confirm that the, sale, the slave belongs to him. Um, and the slaves, of course, produce every day, so therefore that's a three-year thing every day. V'chol shehu osa peros tadir, and really anything which um, provides value throughout the year. So we could say commercial real estate, a storefront that you rent out, a chatzer you use for, you know, making stuff, whatever the story is, all those things, chazkasan shaloshanam yom liyom. To establish a chazaka, to become the presumptive owner. Yati machzik, yati making use of it, being present, exploiting this resort, Resource for three years, miyom liyom, meaning three full years day to day, from the 17th of Cheshvan to the 17th of Cheshvan, or whatever the story is, okay? Three years on the calendar. Now, that's true because they're used all day, every day, or whatever, regularly throughout the year. But a steha baal, if you're talking about a field which doesn't um, get irrigated, just relies on rainwater. So therefore, um, it can produce crops every year, but not throughout the year, because once it stops raining, it dries up. So then, chezkasa, shaloshanim, it's also a three-year uh, process 
to establish a chazaka, become the presumptive owner, but But those three years are not three years from day to day, like the full, full three years. Now, how much is therefore not a full three years, quote-unquote? Well, it's machlokas atenai. So, Rabbi Yishmael Omer, Shlosha chadashem barishona, ushlosha bachrona, ushneim asar chodesh ba'emtsa. He says it's three, I'll call it calendar years, but not full years, because if you um, make use of the field for three, the last three uh, months of the year, of year one, and then you have the whole of year two, and then the first three months of year three, getting three separate crops, that's three crops that you need to establish a chazaka. Now, these are crops, a regular grain crop or a, like a legume kidneys crop. It's a proper crop and it takes three months for them to grow. So he did it. He basically did three crops over three years and the rest of the the first part of year one and the last part of year three aren't consequential because he's not using them anyways during that year. So there's no reason to assume that the that the, uh, the Marakama should come and complain now. Rabbi Kiva is more lenient. Rabbi Kiva Omer Chodesh Barishona V'chodesh Ba'achrona U'shnei Masar Chodesh Ba'emtza He says even just one month at the, the last month of year one, the whole of year two, and the last month of year three, meaning Harei Arba Asar Chodesh, that just adds up to 14 months, 12 plus 1 plus 1, is enough, says Rabbi Kiva, because you don't have to do like in the years one and year three cultivating a massive generic crop that takes three months, like to grain to wheat or barley or something, you could do a crop that grows very fast, like vegetables or even like wheatgrass, you know, to make fodder to feed animals. In one month, the wheatgrass can grow, you can harvest it. And again, that's like using it three times and no one complained. So the, the, now the burden of proof is another way. Where was the Marakama when he watched you harvesting, you know, your wheatgrass on his field for the third time if it really, really was his field? I'm Rabbi Yishmol. Rabbi Yishmol even goes further. He says, B'medavamamurim. That's Bestei Lavan. We're talking about a field that's an open field that you grow stuff like on the ground, like grain and the, and the like. Avo Bestei Ilan. If you want an orchard with trees in it, so then it's even possible to have the whole Chazaka happen in one calendar year because you have three separate crops, three separate harvests. Because if Kanas Estivuaso, if the Machzik, the current tenant, um, brings in his... Tvuaso here means his grape harvest, like it's referred to also, you can see other use of that in the Pesukim, like uh, in, in uh, Devarim, when it talks about um, Kilayim, for Kilayim Kerem, it refers to grapes as Tvua, Tvuaso Kerem, and Masak es Zesav, and then he harvests his olives, and then Makanas es Keitzo, he harvests his um, figs, so the three separate harvests that have been done on this large orchard, and all three harvests happen, and all three times the Marakama never made a peep. So says Rabbi Yishmol, Hare Elu Shaloshanim. That's the legal equivalent of three calendar years, because it's like three times he went through the process of harvesting, and three times there was no complaint, no objection raised from the Marakama. And therefore, the, according to Rabbi Yishmol, the current tenant, the Machsik, can tie and say, Listen, I lost my, I thought there was no one complaining, everyone was cool, and therefore I just lost my deed, I'm sorry. Okay, the halacha doesn't follow really either Rabbi Shmuel or Rabbi Kiva. Follows the Chacham, who basically reject these as far as altogether, and to keep it simple, um, say you need three calendar years uh, f- across the board, three full calendar years for all types of fields um, and, and the like, all kind of real assets, whether they are used throughout the year or if they're used only for part of the year. At all events, after three full calendar years, like on the completion of the third anniversary of the Machzik moving in, at that point, the burden of proof, he becomes the muhsak, and the burden of proof now goes to the Marakama to explain uh, why he didn't uh, raise an objection before.